Walk on Water Boys podcast is presented by the Palmetto Amateur Gaming Association. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Walk on Water Boys. I'm already laughing, listeners, because I was, you know, just opening up a depressing episode, and I was listening to Austin break down the depressing loss that was the uh, Gamecocks over the weekend, the Gamecocks had over the weekend, and I realized we were 10 minutes in to Austin's breakdown and realized I had not hit the record button, so uh, <laughs> so. But just this is how this weekend has affected us here at the Walk on Water Boys podcast. I'll tell you what, you, you, I mean, you're doing your job about as well as the Carolina Gamecocks offensive lineman. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or Clemson's wide receivers getting open or Cade Clubnick understanding you have to stay in the pocket and stay still for longer than one second. But let's get right into it, Austin. I know you kind of already broke it down. Maybe if you just want to give us the, uh, the cliff notes uh, of what you just said. But yes, obviously, we're going to get right into, Clemson's 28-7 loss to the Duke Blue Devils on Labor Day night, and then we'll start right here with the Gamecocks, as we mentioned, their loss to the North Carolina Tar Heels, 31-17. to So once again, we'll try this again. We are recording, Austin. Your take right. from the game. You, you got it, right? You yeah, we're, it. we're recording. We're recording. All right. Man, what? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Hey. Hey, this show's starting off about as good as I can expect after yep. this weekend. Yeah, we're starting out 0 1, just like our teams are. Yeah. Oh, man. What a what a performance by the Gamecock offensive line. You know, it's it's what I talked about last week. It's what you and I have talked about. It's what I've harped on all summer long. What is the offensive line going to do? Are they going to come out and, and perform, or is it going to be the same old story? Man, it was horrible. Nine sacks, six of those sacks on third and five or, or longer. Mm -hmm. It's just absolutely pitiful. You know, we talked about if you were listening while we were not recording, you heard <laughs> me talk about how good Spencer Rattler did, I think. Yeah, 30 yeah. 39, 350 yards, uh, everything but throw a touchdown. It's hard to throw a touchdown when you're mm -hmm. on the other side of the field or you're getting hit as soon as you drop back. Yeah, yeah. Not even able to play on his feet half the time. And then the second half, you know, he's scared to death to play on his feet because he knows what's happening. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Missed assignment after missed assignment. Linebackers coming through untouched. Just pitiful. Uh, you know, I hope Dow Loggins could figure it out, get the offensive line together. It's going to be a long year if not. You know, we, we see – we saw – we saw Rattler pick his shots. He was very accurate. I thought the wide receivers did well when they were able to catch the ball. I mean, but half the time they couldn't even finish a route before the whistle blows because mm -hmm. the quarterback's down. You know, yeah. it just wasn't a pretty game. And then Mo Cobb was out for the season. 
Same thing happened to him last season with ACL tear. It's just, you know, you hate to see it for him. You hate to see it for that defense. But, you know, it's it's absolutely terrible. I thought we did a pretty decent job against Drew May. You know, Drake all things considering. Oh, yeah. Drake all May. All things considering. Yeah. You, you did a really good job against Drew May because he never even, he didn't have a stat. So, must you have know what a really I mean. good job. <laughs> Whatever the guy's name is. Drew May, Drake May. I don't even know anymore. Yeah, it was it's pitiful. I, I you know, I was like I said, I, I was working at the restaurant. We 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 Hurricane Sports Cafe here in Hampton, South Carolina. Opened go. Up yeah, go ahead. This get weekend. That in there. Sold out of food on Saturday. That's, yeah, how there good you. That's how good it was. Yeah. I walk out here to check the game. It's into the third quarter. I take a look. I, 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 I believe the stats said Carolina. This is in the third quarter. Five positive rushing yards at that point. Yeah, I just turned back around, went to the kitchen. I said, "I'm just gonna cook something. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. Cook I can't something. do this. Uh, Somebody, yeah. you know, give me a ticket. I got, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, they, oh, it, it was. So I watched pretty much the entire game, and I was in disbelief because I don't know. I mean, there's always there's been questions around the South Carolina offensive line in the past, but I mean, I was shocked that they were this bad. And you could say, well, North Carolina has improved so much on defense. Have they? I mean, this is, yeah. Have have they really improved this much on the defensive side of the ball? Pretty much the same guys coming back. I do think they did get maybe one or two starters back that were injured in the ACC championship game last year. But, I mean, that offensive line had no idea uh what to do there, especially in the second half, to help Radler and that passing game out. So I, I want to go ahead and touch base here on my Clemson Tigers. The uh, I am still I am dumbfounded, speechless, in shock, questioning everything right now. Not everything? Red, not not everything. Everything. But the, the, I, I mean, question whether we're recording this podcast right now. I have no idea. <laughs> but Clemson, I don't even know where to start. I mean, me and my brother always, my brother and I always break down the games, you know, sometimes during halftime, but usually after the game. Since it was a late night, we waited till the next day. And I had to ask him, I was like, I don't even know where to start. Where do you want to start? Because I there's just so much going on here. And I think. Duke's a good team. Duke is a good team. They were a nine-win team last year. Yeah. They may not get back to nine wins this year, but they will more than likely get to seven or eight. They've got a defensive coach that has given teams all across the country fits for years. He's been known as one of the top defensive coaches in college football, and now he's turning around that Duke program. But Clemson, you obviously had all the hype coming into this year, Garrett Riley coming in. You know, Kay Clubnett's going to come in there. He's going to be ready. He fits this offense that Riley's going to bring in. And the offensive line's going to be better. Oh, these receivers, they weren't healthy last year. They're going to be healthy this year. No. No. The only person I'm not questioning right now, the only two people I'm not questioning right now, is Garrett Riley and Will Shipley. Those are the only two people I I'm not going to say our, our Lord and Savior Devos. They, uh, I'm not questioning either one of those because Will Shipley is he CJ Spiller or Travis Etienne? 
No, he's not. He's not going to break a sixty-yard touchdown or two during a game. But if you give him the ball seventeen to twenty times a game, he's going to get you one hundred twenty yards. I mean, he's he's a lock for that yardage. He does not have the game-breaking yeah. speed, but the dude is a excellent running back. He is a Bill Belichick type of guy. And yeah, and <laughs> Garrett Riley. I mean, it boils down to this, guys. He has no wide receivers to work with. Zero. He's got no wide receivers that can stretch the field. So he's limited, and you saw that in the second half. He was like, if I can't get anything out of my wide receivers, I'm just going to go to a 22 personnel, two tight ends, two running backs, and I'm just going to run the ball because I can't get any production out of my wide receivers besides Antonio Williams. But Antonio Williams is a pure slot receiver slot receivers need people on the outside to make plays and to open up the field for them and they're not getting that right now so Garrett Rowland made the right adjustment he made the adjustment to go to a heavy run game Clemson up and down the field but Dabo Sweeney said it I don't know if I've seen a game like this they get three times inside the five yard line twice on the one yard line and a fourth time inside the 10 or the 15, I think it was, they get zero points, two fumbles, and two blocked field goals. And yes, the second one, you didn't know whether by watching it live, whether it was a shank or it was actually blocked, but listen to some different media people that's gone back and rewatched the game. They said, yeah, the ball did hit like the arm of, he kicked it straight into the line, basically. And it hit the elbow of a, of a player and just went wide left. But I mean, the... Just, I mean, you can't discount Garrett Riley here with he made the right adjustment, and that was the biggest complaint with the Brandon Streeter offense and offenses in the past was where is the second-half adjustment? What are we doing to help this offense? Garrett Riley made the right adjustment in the second half, but he can't he can't prevent his running backs from fumbling twice or well, actually the exchange was the problem with Kate Klubnick and Will Shipley, and then Phil Moffa fumbled. Uh, but, I mean, the field goal, I think it was the first field goal attempt they missed. Kate Klubnick tripped. He pulled. He made the right read, was rolling out to his right, and tripped over the 10-yard line and, and fell and down. Besides the besides the trip, what do you think of Klubnick's performance? He's a huge question mark going forward. Huge question mark. I think when he – Because he was – I mean – Right. What when, we hear in the offseason is is this is this is his time. This is it. Yeah. I, I didn't hear any question marks about Klubnik until Well, you know, for me last season, I was saying pump the brakes on this Ken Klubnik stuff. Because I didn't see anything when he came into the games that made me believe that, oh, you've got to sit DJ right now because K Klubnik's, you know, he's the guy that's gonna win the games for us. And to me, he's improved maybe somewhat, but he still looks impatient in the pocket. He's got the exact opposite of DJ. DJ was cement blocks, shoes, and cleats in the pocket. He didn't, he couldn't move. Where Cade Klubnik is bouncing around all over the place and can't stay still. He's he doesn't look comfortable. The offensive line, I thought, played well, especially in the run game, but they were giving him time. It's like he didn't trust it. So you either have a Cade Klubnik problem, he doesn't trust what he's seeing. Or either 
he knows his wide receivers aren't going to get open. So he's just going to try to immediately make something else happen if he doesn't see somebody open in his first read. And I think it's a combination of the two. The wide receivers are still not where they need to be. I think they need to go young. You've seen enough out of these older players that they don't give you a true number one or number two wide receiver on the outside to help Antonio Williams out. I think you need to get some younger receivers in there, see if they, maybe some of those have more speed and maybe some more separation. And see what you can do to help Klubnik out. Because Klubnik is not, he's still a true sophomore. He's not a redshirt junior or a true senior, a redshirt senior. He doesn't have, this is only his second career start. So, I mean, he's a question mark, but I'm not saying he is not the answer. I think he still can be, especially with a true quarterback coach in Garrett Riley and a system that fits his style. But I, I think right now the main issue is wide receivers. I think that is the wide receivers is holding this offense back. So hot take, immediate gut feeling here. We we picked the schedules, wins and losses last week. If you have, have to right now, give me, where Clemson ends up on the season, I got Carolina seven and five. Okay, so right now, so I picked Carolina, South Carolina to go seven and five to start with. Uh, so Clemson, I went twelve and zero. No, uh, so the que- the coin flip games, Florida State, Notre Dame, those are losses. Those are losses. I was not considering North Carolina as a coin flip game, even, but I think that's a loss right now. You've got to say North Carolina's a loss. That's three losses. So you're at nine wins. They go on the road to Miami. They go on the road to NC State. I think those could be two losses. Right now, instead of there being two coin flip games, no definite losses, I think you're at three definite losses and two or three coin flip games. So right now, if I had to pick a record for Clemson, I would say nine and three. Nine and three is where I would go. And I think that's what I had Clemson at. That's what you had Clemson at. I think we're just reversing our... Yeah, we're just reversing it. Can Clemson still get it fixed? Yes, because I don't know what these younger wide receivers... Apparently, Tyler Brown, this freshman wide receiver, is a burner. If he is, they need to play him. Who cares if he doesn't do anything but run streaks the entire game? I'm Just just run him straight down the field and show that we've got somebody that can stretch the field. You don't have to throw it to him. Just so that he can cause some separation. But uh, my rant's over. So... uh, so it's obviously a disappointing start to the season for the Tigers and the Gamecocks. We're going to do things a little bit different this year um, because of how we release our episodes. In the past, we kind of give you more of a breakdown into the previous week before moving into the second week. This year, uh, because we release our episodes on Fridays, the week's pretty much behind everyone. They've already moved on. We've already had a kickoff uh, college football game on Thursday night. Um, so this year we're going to, do a uh, segment we like to call buy or sell. And we're going to take, I'm going to take three topics each, uh, each week to look back at the week that was in college football. Austin has not seen what three I'm going to give him, but he's going to have the choice to buy or sell. I'm going to give him the topic and then a little bit of a breakdown for him. And then he tells me buy or sell. So Austin, are you ready to get started with our first ever buy or sell segment, college football Week one. Let's go. 
All right. So your first I topic. I think I know what one of these probably will be. The first topic, the one and oh Colorado Buffaloes yep. offense. You know, I'm not going to ask you to buy their defense. Their defense stinks. Yeah. Well, they upset the number 17 TCU Horn Frogs 45 to 42. 565 yards of total offense. Their quarterback, Shadur Sanders, 38 of 47, 510 yards, four touchdowns. Running back, Dylan Edwards, 159 total yards, four touchdowns. And then wide receiver cornerback, the one that's getting the most talk about, Travis Hunter, who played 120-plus snaps <laughs> in the game. 11 receptions, 119 yards, three tackles, and one interceptions. Austin, are you buying or selling right now the Colorado Buffaloes offense? Well, I think you have to buy their offense. I mean, Travis Hunter alone, Heisman front runner already, a true. If, if they would hit in Prime's words. If they would have hit the two deep shots of Travis Hunter earlier in the game, the Heisman would have been chilling in his apartment room. Yeah. In his dorm room. I mean, <laughs> it's just not seen. The closest thing you see to that is is a, a wide receiver who's who's returning kicks or punts. Yeah. that's the clue. But this kid's doing everything. Uh, you know, we talked about it. We didn't think, and, and I don't think many people did, think that what happened Saturday in Colorado was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I do, I don't buy, and I think, and the reason I worded it this way, because to me, there's still a little bit of a question about whether you can buy because their offense is good. I think their offense is going to exceed expectations this year, but TCU's defense, <laughs> whoo, I'm definitely not buying any stock in the TCU defense. No, this year. I think TCU's going to have a long, a long season, but I'm well, very, I think it's, I thought it was funny the before the game, you know, it came out. Uh, there was an uh, an interview or, or questions with Deion Sanders. They were talking about team culture and building culture and what that meant. And Deion was talking about how all that that's overrated. You got to have good players. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and they do. Yeah, they. I mean, he 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 turned around. Everybody can say, well, look what he's doing. One win Colorado is going to go. They've already got their first win of the year, ranked opponent. I mean, he completely turned over the roster. I mean, this is this is not Colorado of last year. This is a completely, completely different team in uh, Colorado, in Boulder, uh, this year for the Buffaloes. All right, so Alston's buying stock in the Colorado offense. Next up, number two, the 1-0 North Carolina Tar Heels defense. Are you buying or selling stock in them? Defeated the Gamecocks 31-17, nine sacks, held South Carolina to negative two rushing yards. If you take away those sacks, held South Carolina to 23 total rushing yards. Austin, buying or selling stock right now in the North Carolina defense? Overrated. Sell. 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 I mean, you know – Carolina's playing Furman next week. Furman's probably going to get four sacks on him at least. <laughs> yeah. right. you, you saw what Rattler did. I said it before. He was 30 for 39 with 350 yards. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to buy anything with that. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you t- if if the offensive line can cut those sacks in half, South Carolina probably wins the game. Or at least they're in it at the end. 
because, I mean, it's not like North Carolina beyond the defensive front where they were getting all the pressure. They couldn't stop the wide receivers of South Carolina. Man, I wish Clemson had some of those receivers on their team. I know that. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you there, selling the North Carolina defensive stock. So the final one here, USC Trojans quarterback Caleb Williams back-to-back Heismans, buying or selling through two games this year, 36 of 49, 597 yards, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. I'll buy the fact that he's a finalist, mm-hmm. but it's hard to go back to back. It's hard to go back to back. Tebow didn't go back to back. No, Tebow didn't go back to back. No. I, and I like Travis Hunter a lot. Yeah. So, so uh, we th- can revisit I, that down the road. Yeah. I think the bad thing for Travis Hunter is, and we may touch on this a little bit later, but the team of Colorado is going to prevent Travis Hunter from winning the Heisman. Because they're not going to win enough games for Travis Hunter to win the Heisman. I don't know. Nah, nah, nah. That defense is bad, guys. That defense is bad. And TCU's defense was awful as well. All right, so that is our first buy or sell. That's how we'll continue to kind of just look back at some of the topics, some of the things that stood out to us from week one, maybe going into through the season or heading in to the new week. So now let's turn it over to week two. And we changed up how we were looking back at week one. So we're going to change up how we look at the upcoming week's matchups as well as we move forward here on the Walk on Water Boys podcast. So the way we're going to do it is we're going to pick seven games on the slate for each week in college football and maybe give you a little bit of opinions on the matchups. But as we go, we're going to what we call our lucky seven segment. So we're going to give you seven picks against the spread. We're going to work us. on that name. Is that, is that final? That, that's right. What we have right now. That's, you know, that's kind of what we have right now, okay. but the lucky seven segment, seven matchups, we each pick against the spread. We will track our record throughout the season. Uh, but here are our seven matchups starting off with Austin's number 10 fighting Irish at NC state. Right now, the Fighting Irish favored seven and a half kickoff noon on ABC. Austin, seven and a half for your Fighting Irish. Uh, seven and a half last week, North Carolina State did not yeah, look that great. 24 to 14 over, over UConn. Yeah. Uh, seven and a half. Yeah, I'll take 14. We can double it. I'll take 15. Yeah, yeah I'm right there with you. I think uh, I think the Wolfhacker, I don't know about them this year. That was kind of a disappointing way for them to start. All right, next up, my Utah Utes right now, number 12 on the road at Baylor, noon on ESPN. Utah getting the big win over Florida last week, dominating the Gators. Right now, it's Utah minus eight over the Baylor Bears. You probably double that as well. 
No, yeah, tell you what, uh, you know, Baylor's out their starting quarterback. They're they're starting quarterback injured. I'm not sure how this is only eight points, really. They, I, they I go don't down forty two to thirty one against Texas State. Now Texas State's got a good team, but yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't know how this number's not bigger. Yeah, right, so I gave you kind of two easy ones to start here. Yeah, I appreciate that. Next up, your Wisconsin Cornhuskers or Nebraska Badgers. Whichever one you want to go with, but it's the actual Nebraska Cornhuskers coming off the tough loss to the Minnesota Golden Gophers to start the season. They're going on the road to Boulder to take on the number 22 Colorado Buffaloes, noon Fox, Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt on the call, the big noon kickoff. Gus Johnson. Yeah, the, uh, the Buffaloes right now minus three. Austin, what do you think? Double that. Double it. Double it. I'm doubling everyone so far. Yeah. I I think this will be a lot lower scoring game. I don't think I don't think Colorado's just gonna go up and down the field like they did on TCU. But I think they've got more weapons at Colorado than they do at Nebraska. I think Nebraska's still an unknown. That quarterback is a huge question mark for them coming over from Georgia Tech. He's still turnover prone. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I like Colorado. That place is going to be packed. I mean, that, that I'm hearing the tickets, the cheapest ticket you can find is like $500 for that game. So I, I think the bigger question is Colorado worth number 22. No, I don't think so. I, I need yeah, to see them beat somebody in the meat of their, when you look at their meat of their schedule, yeah, that's it's, when it's we're going to see who the real Colorado is. Yeah. Yeah. It gets tough. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think they I think they're going to start out three and zero. I think they're going to start out three and zero, and then you're going to start seeing the losses uh, come their way. So we both going with Colorado minus three now. Number twenty, Ole Miss at number twenty four, Tulane three thirty, ESPN two, Ole Miss minus seven. Well, Ole Miss hung seventy three on Mercer, which you know it's Mercer. Yeah. It but still, to be able to score that much, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, Tulane looked pretty good, thirty-seven to seventeen over South Alabama. Mm-hmm. Not quite as impressive, but you know, this was a big game we talked about last week. If it, if this is going to be kind of a defining game for Tulane here, mm-hmm. yep, this is their college football playoff hopes is resting on this game. I was give give me the spirit again. Minus seven. Man, I want Tulane to win, but I, I gotta go with Ole Miss here. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's old I think Ole Miss covers, but it's close. It's close. There's no double on this one. There's no doubling up on Agreed. this one. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I think uh I think we're both going I think we can get a different pick here soon. Number twenty three, Texas A and M at Miami. Bobby Petrino, Jimbo Fisher. What do you think about the Aggies going on the road? That's a 3.30 kickoff on ABC. Again, the Aggies minus four and a half on the road. That's a tough one. Uh, I thought he didn't look pretty good last week, but I mean, in New Mexico, these warm-up games, yeah, you can't tell much usually. Miami, on the other hand, you know, I was high on Miami last year. Didn't yeah, you exactly had them go in the playoff. Out. Yeah, didn't exactly <laughs> turn out the way I thought it was. They looked 
they looked fine against Miami of Ohio last week. I don't think it was much anything special. Yeah. What's three and a half? It is four and a half. Four Texas and a half. A&M. I'll go four and a half. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take Sam covers. Texas A&M covers. Oh man, we are right on the same page. The uh, I agree with you. I think I, Miami just doesn't present any kind of home field advantage. I mean, they have no home field advantage. The crowd would surprise me if there's almost as many Texas A&M fans there as there are Miami fans. So I'll go with the Aggies to cover as well, minus four and a half. Also, three thirty on Fox, following up the big noon kickoff. There, you've got Iowa. At Iowa State, right now, Iowa getting minus four on the spread there. Minus four for the Hawkeyes of Iowa. Cover. Cover? Wow, I I, thought this would be one where we'd go different. Iowa State's got too many people doing what we're doing right now. they got too many players gambling, so they're missing half their team. I could see see them doubling it. Yeah, I could say. I think this this one's kind of a low. I I don't think I will say it's going to have a good this year. So I'm right there with you. So we've got the same picks. Wow, this is this is entertainment right here, guys. All right, the final, the <laughs> biggest matchup of the weekend. You've got number eleven Texas going on the road at Alabama. Number three Crimson Tide, Alabama minus seven, seven p.m. kickoff on ESPN. Austin, what are you going with here? Bama minus seven. Yes. They cover. They cover? All right. So Alston going, they cover. I'm not. I think Alabama wins. I think Alabama gets the win. It's at home. I'm not buying Alabama just yet. Texas should have won this game last year. They I'm not won buying it. Alabama either. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. I'm, no, not, I'm just oh, saying in my breakdown, I, I I'm not buying this yet. I, let me let – me, let me put out there again that I think Texas will win their conference, but there's not much in that conference. Yeah, I think there's a bunch of average to below average teams this year in that conference. And I think TCU they played a, a, a very below average team last week. Yeah. And they could have done a lot better. They could have. They could have. Uh, I think I think this is – it wouldn't surprise me if Alabama just blows them out. I just don't see it happening. I mean, I think Texas is a very good football team this year. And I think they're going to be able to keep it close with Alabama in a lower scoring game, maybe in the 20s. But uh, I think Alabama still gets the win. But uh, I, I would take Texas here. At, uh, do, we see, Texas plus seven. do we see Arch Manning appear? If uh, Quinn Ewers starts off like he did last weekend, you may, but I, I don't think so. I think they'll be, I think they're fine. I think, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay. And last last year, he went down early in this game, right? First quarter, uh, second quarter. I can't remember when it was. I don't. I don't remember what when he got hurt. But I mean, it was neck and neck. But I mean, Bryce Young basically was just he took over the game. I mean, he was the best player on the field last year. Yeah, and uh, and allowed the Crimson Tide to get a very close win. Uh, but this year uh, in Tuscaloosa, I think Alabama gets the win, but I don't think they cover. I'm going with the Longhorns here. All right, so that is. You know, name right now the 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 temporary name maybe the lucky seven segment. Those are our seven games, our seven picks, only differing on that last matchup. So now, obviously, we've got Charleston Southern at Clemson. 
Furman at South Carolina. I'm not really going to talk about those. I think both these teams <laughs> right now. Yeah, right now, both these teams bounce back. Uh, both of them have to answer questions. I would be fine if Clemson does not run the ball one time. I want them to throw it 65 times this game just so I can see a passing offense. And uh, and South Carolina, I would imagine you just don't you don't want to give up nine sacks. Uh, yeah, I want to see an offensive line, you know, actually just get in front of somebody. Yeah, yeah, get in front of yeah, yeah. They should be able to do that against the Furman Paladins, but you never know. You never know. Weirder things have happened in Williams Bryce against an FCS opponent. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so let's move over to our college football draft. Uh, going into this week, the rosters, uh, Austin had number one, Georgia, uh, number, well, right now the current rankings, uh, he has number one, Georgia, number four, FSU, and number 14, LSU, obviously Florida State getting the big win there. And then I had number two, Michigan, number six, USC, and that, and now uh, ranked, I believe they're number 25. Uh, I don't know why they're ranked, but Clemson, I was ready to actually drop them. Regardless of how the game was going to turn out, second quarter, I was like, yeah, I'm dropping them. Even if they win this game, I'm dropping them. Um, well, you know, the only good thing that came out of the weekend was... Was Brian Kelly losing? <laughs> Brian Kelly just looking like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right, so Austin started off first. that over and over again. Yeah, Austin started off first last week. So I get to go first here. I've already said it. I'm dropping Clemson. I was going to drop them regardless, even if they came back to win that game. Or they were winning at halftime, even if they would have held on to win, I guess. I'm dropping Clemson, and even though I'm not really buying them, I'm going with number three, Alabama, uh, for my draft pick this week. So that gives me a roster of number two, Michigan, number six, USC, and number three, Alabama. Austin, you're dropping Florida State. Yeah, definitely drop LSU. <laughs> and and I'm going to pick up you know, I I'd, I'd like to pick up Penn State, but That's I don't what I kind of thought you'd go with here. Well, I don't see me dropping Georgia or FSU anytime soon. No. So, I'll just, you know, I'll pick up Ohio State just cuz they're next in the rankings. Yeah, number 5. But, Although I don't know why they're ne- they're there. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I just I don't see. In no way do I see FSU or Georgia being cut in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, just give me Ohio State and I'll drop them next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I probably won't pick them up unless they. I wouldn't pick them up unless they're undefeated at the end of the year. All right, so that is a look at college football, look back at college football week one, looking ahead to week two. Hopefully Clemson and South Carolina can get a win uh, this weekend, get in the win column, maybe show some improvement on some things, what they can show improvement on against the FCS opponents. Uh, Furman actually a little bit more of a challenge than Charleston Southern is. Um, so, But hopefully they can get some wins on the board there and maybe get things headed in the right direction. So that's our college football talk. That's what we focus on. But we do, obviously, NFL. uh, When this comes out, there will already have been a game. But NFL kicking off this weekend, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Austin has been texting this to me every single day. He is fully behind the Aaron Rodgers New York Jets, the UFO seeing Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you saw the last episode this week, 
it goes into how he witnessed a UFO with one of his friends, I think during the draft around the same time as the draft. But anyways, we did it last year. He's just he, a cool guy, man. He is, man. He he's a he is a cool guy. Aaron Rodgers. A cool dude. Aaron Rodgers. So I expect them to have a good season this year. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm not saying they're going to win the division or make a run of the playoffs, but I mean, they got a good, they got a good team. They got a good team. You put Aaron Rodgers on there. He carried an average Packers team to the playoffs multiple times. Uh, How so, long does Aaron Rodgers stick around? He's he's years. already he's already said he's not retiring after one year. He said that would three be unfair years. to the organization. Sure, I would say it. Yeah, I would say three. I could see three. Four, I mean, he's still four, got it, I mean, man. Pushing it. Four is pushing it, but I could see three. I could easily, they could easily see three for Aaron Rodgers, especially with the team they have. I think they're only yeah. getting better up there in yeah. New York. So we do the NFL eliminator is what we kind of stick to with our NFL coverage. So the way this works, uh, we each pick a winner. Each week, once we pick that team, you can no longer pick them the remainder of the season. Now, if you play this on ESPN or other sites, once you miss a game, you're done. Uh, but we obviously here on the podcast will continue to play it out and just whoever yeah, has the most Clint, wins. You missed like oh, I, I started out horrible last year. <laughs> I finished strong, but it was like four weeks before I got a win. Um, but so we'll continue to play it out at the end of the season. Whoever has the most wins, uh, will get the NFL eliminator win. So Austin, we'll start right here with you. Who are you going with for your week one winner? So I was split here. I had either Washington Mm -hmm. or Jacksonville. Mm. Those are two. I looked at those two as well. Now, I'm going to go with I, – I just don't see the Cardinals just based on their head coach mm-hmm. and just how he is. I don't, He might be a genius. Uh, he might be. But, boy. South Carolina might have a good offensive line, but, you know. It doesn't seem that way. <laughs> But I, I'm going to go with your clips and Jaguars here. The old Duval, eh? Duval, yeah. you know, Trevor Lawrence. Duval. Oh, My yes, son sir. came home from school the other day. Apparently, he took his his Duval headband to school when he wore it home. So he, he took the, the, the Little League to go see a game last season, yeah. and they all got a bunch of bunch of swag. And, and oh, yeah. So he took that to school when he came home. He had the, the Duval headband on. Oh, yeah. I said, all right. Yeah, now's that. the time. Now's the time to hop on that train, man. Jags are going places. Trevor Lawrence is – I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a big year. I think he's going to have a big year this year. Uh, So, well, since you – I looked at them. That was my other option, but I, I, I don't know how you can't – as a Washington fan, I'm always fearful to take them in a game, period. I'm always fearful to take them in week one. But Arizona could not make it more evident to me that they are they are already punting on this season. Kyle Murray, they're already talking about just putting him on the pup list, not even playing him this year. They cut his backup, Colt McCoy. They're saying like two weeks ago, they cut him. They did not even have, so they don't even know who their starting quarterback is. They went out and got Josh Dobbs, who was like third string for the Steelers or something like that. So really don't know who their starting quarterback is. They traded one of their best defenders in Isaiah Simmons. They traded him to the Giants. 
And we've mentioned before with our national champion, or my national champion pick, Michigan Wolverines, is this coach basically a placeholder until Jim Harbaugh uh, leaves the NCAA uh, and comes back to the NFL. So I'm going with the commanders here. I think the commanders have a nice team this year at home, Noden Dan Snyder, a lot of momentum around the organization. I think they're going to surprise some people with just how good they are on the offensive side of the ball. I really like Sam Howell. Um, I'm going with the commanders here. I think the commanders win and I think they win big. I think I can go ahead and get rid of them week one and I don't have to worry about them the rest of the year. I'll tell you what, man, we've been, we've been in sync here lately. Yeah. You know, in sync, Justin Timberlake, plus some other in sync people. There's a poster right behind you. So I just turn around and, and, and name them. I'm not, I'm not. Well, that's why we do, uh, we're not on YouTube yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so that wraps up our episode pretty much, but now we're kind of just kind of open discussion here to wrap up uh, this episode of the walk on water boys podcast. We're excited about the NFL getting started. Fancy football, Austin. How you feeling? How you feeling about your team? Took your man B John Robinson there in the first round. Uh, what, what do you think for the, uh, for your fancy football team this year? I feel better this year than I did last year. Hmm. I don't. That's about it. I don't. I had a bad year last year, and I could see another bad year coming coming my way this year. I'm not. I'm not too high on my team this year. You know, I um, uh, I think I picked up Justin Herbert in the fourth round, mm-hmm. and I almost went third round to get you know a number one, number two quarterback. And yeah. I said, let me wait. Let me wait. I said, this group of guys, they're going. Running backs, receivers, running backs, receivers, running backs, receivers. Let me wait. Mm-hmm. I waited one one pick too late. One pick too late. Right, yeah, I was, I was trying to bring, I was yeah. trying to bring up the projections uh, for our team. Let me see if I can get them to them right now. ESPN, you know, we that's where we do our fantasy football, and they uh, they start now. Where as soon as the draft's over, they already have the projections. So right now, uh, interesting that uh, Austin is predicted to finish tenth. And I'm predicted to finish ninth, one spot ahead of you. So I'll, I'll take that. But uh, yeah, fancy football getting started. Like I said, there'll already be a game in the books by the time this this episode episode is released. So, awesome! Before we get out of here, any other any other fun topics? Any other things maybe you want to talk about to wrap up the episode? Well, I know where you're going to be watching the NFL kickoff, right? I'm probably going to be watching it at. Uh, is should I be saying the Hurricane Sports Cafe down in uh, Hampton, South Carolina? Is I that, think so. That, I think that's that, where, that, where most everybody will saying, be on Thursday night. Sponsorship. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's great, great weekend. Now, not for not for the fans, more than likely the fans that made up your uh, your customers, uh, but. It, but a great weekend for college football. Florida State LSU was a great game. You know, Florida State dominant there in the second half. Um, Colorado, obviously, the biggest story coming out of the weekend, probably. But, but yeah, opened up. Good thing. Good opening weekend. Now you got NFL right back on your your second weekend being open. Exciting things at Hurricane Sports Cafe. That's right. We did. Uh, it was it was a good weekend. We we ran out of food on Saturday. Had to go. Had to shut down on Saturday to go restock up. So it was it was quite a quite a good weekend. So we're looking forward to kicking off the NFL season on Thursday night, and then obviously 
getting really into the to the college football season Saturday and not seeing many uh not not probably not too much on the Carolina Clemson side of things, but uh we'll, we'll have the other matchups going. You can see it yeah. all all yeah. here on the the 10 65 inch TVs we got around this place. Yeah, yeah. And I know one place I won't be seen in public is during the Clemson Florida State game. Florida <laughs> State Florida State's uh I think they're they want some revenge for the last seven years, and I think they may take it out on the Tigers in Death Valley here in a few weeks. <laughs> but uh, all right, well that is it for us here in the Walk on Water Boys podcast. Hopefully, you enjoy some of the changes this year if you listen to us last year with kind of how we went through the college football season week to week. Uh, but we are excited still, even though it didn't start out that well for our teams. Uh, but excited to get going here on the college football season. So for Austin, I am Clint. And we'll see you next week.